Hello, I'm Cheryl, and this is Sleep Tight Relax, a calming bedtime podcast for the young and young at heart. Our sleep story is the second part of the polka dot lady. This part continues on with Mrs. Ladybug leaving the wren's nest, shaking her head, thinking all birds knew she was not good to eat. Mrs. Ladybug meets a stranger in this part of the story and can't wait to tell everybody all about him. She is very happy to share the news until she finds out that everything she has said is not true. She goes to see the bug to find out what the truth is and realizes she was wrong all along. Now, are you cozy? Are you in your comfortable place? your place to relax, or your favorite position in bed. You can take a moment to position your pillows, a teddy, or your other little comforts to make sure that everything feels as it should. Are you ready now to take a few deep belly breaths? Let's start relaxing by taking three deep belly breaths. Breathe in. Feel the air come in through your nose, filling your belly full of air. Now breathe out, just like you are letting out a slow sigh. Softly breathe in and out. Let's do that again. Breathe in, filling your belly with air, and breathe out, slowly releasing the air. As you breathe, notice anything that might be a bit uncomfortable. Notice how your wiggly toes feel, how your legs feel, how your belly gets bigger as you breathe in and gets smaller as you breathe out. Notice your arms and your head. Breathe in deeply, filling your body with air and relaxation. Breathe out slowly expelling any tension. Perfect. You are already feeling more calm and relaxed. Now let's continue with the second part of the polka dot lady. Farmer Green's garden was growing fast. The sweet corn waved and rustled whenever a breeze swept it. The beets and carrots sent their pert little tops a little higher each day. 
the cabbages began to puff their heads out as if they felt of some importance in the world. And the potato vines were actually pretty, with their white blossoms amid the green leaves. Farmer Green was very proud of his potatoes. He said, in Mrs. Ladybug's hearing, that they were the best he had ever raised. I must fly over to the garden and have a look at those potatoes, Mrs. Ladybug thought. It's always a pleasure to see flourishing crops. Before she found time to spare for her visit to the garden, a traveler entered the orchard one day. At least, he had every appearance of having come from other parts, for he carried a traveling bag an old-fashioned carpet bag, and he seemed to have lost his way. As soon as Mrs. Ladybug saw him, she couldn't help thinking what a handsome person he was. He wore a yellow coat, and instead of being spotted with black as her gown was, it was striped. Good morning, said the stranger. Good morning, said Mrs. Ladybug. Can I be of any service to you? The stranger took off his cap. He was a most polite chap. Perhaps you can help me, he replied. I am looking for Farmer Green's vegetable garden. Do you know where it is? Indeed I do, Mrs. Ladybug cried. It's at the end of this orchard, just beyond the fence. And the potato patch? I suppose I'll have no trouble finding that, the stranger went on. Follow your nose, said Mrs. Ladybug. You're headed right for it now. The stranger thanked her, and he was about to move on. But of course, Mrs. Ladybug wanted to talk more than that before he got away. The potatoes are fine this season, she remarked. The stranger looked greatly pleased. That's good news, he told her. Have you seen them yourself? Not yet, Mrs. Ladybug answered, but I heard Farmer Green say they were fine, and he ought to know if anybody does. He certainly ought to, the stranger agreed. Then, thanking Mrs. Ladybug once more, he hurried toward the garden. Well, what, one moment, she called. There were several questions that she wanted to ask the newcomer. She was wildly curious to know who he was and where he came from and what business had brought him to Pleasant Valley. But he couldn't have heard her. Anyhow, he was out of sight in no time, leaving Mrs. Ladybug almost bursting with the questions that had sprung to her lips. He might have waited a second, she muttered, but if he has traveled a long way, no doubt he's eager to get to the end of his journey. Luckily, Mrs. Ladybug had kept her eyes open when talking with the gentleman in the striped yellow coat. And as he turned to leave, she looked closely at his carpet bag. On one side of it, she read in big letters, P. Bug, Colorado. Little Miss Ladybug was too excited to work. 
Ever since meeting the stranger in the orchard, she had been able to think of nothing but him. Perhaps if she hadn't happened to notice his carpet bag, with the words P. Bug, Colorado, upon its side, she might not have been so stirred up. Anyhow, Mrs. Ladybug kept wondering what business had brought the stranger to Pleasant Valley. She wished she could find out what he was going to do in the potato patch. She wanted to ask him why he chose to have black stripes on his yellow coat instead of spots. How long had he been traveling? When did he expect to leave the farm? There was no end to the questions that Mrs. Ladybug burned to put to him. Meanwhile, she told the news to everybody she saw, for Mrs. Ladybug dearly loved to spread choice morsels of gossip. It pleased her mightily to tell her neighbors something they didn't know. People listened to her story with great interest. They were eager to learn all about the stranger, whom Mrs. Ladybug declared to be very handsome. Mrs. Ladybug made her news last as long as possible in the telling. She made her neighbors wait a bit for every fact, so they would enjoy it to the full. And whenever she stopped anyone and told him about the newcomer, Mrs. Ladybug kept the best part until the last. She always ended her remarks by saying with a most important air, His name is Mr. P. Bug, and he comes from Colorado. That never failed to impress her listeners, which was exactly what Mrs. Ladybug wanted. Since nobody asked her how she knew the traveler's name and where he came from, Mrs. Ladybug did not trouble herself to explain that she had read both name and place upon his old-fashioned carpet bag. There was one thing that puzzled her slightly when she paused to think about it. How did it happen that the elegant stranger carried a most unfashionable bag? Mrs. Ladybug soon settled that question to her own satisfaction. He's like me, she declared. Mr. Peabug is a hard worker and he doesn't care for show. He's a plain person. No doubt he put on that yellow coat to travel in because it's his best. But he'll wear overalls, perhaps, if he starts to work in the potato patch, as I suspect he will. At last, however, Mrs. Ladybug met with a sudden shock. She was telling her news to Peppery Polly Bumblebee, one of the workers in the hive ruled by Buster Bumblebee's mother, the well-known queen. And to Mrs. Ladybug's amazement when she related the name of the stranger and the place he came from, Peppery Polly laughed in her face. Mr. Peabug is not from Colorado, said Peppery Polly Bumblebee. He has never been off this farm. Well, Mrs. Ladybug was staggered. She gasped and clung to a leaf 
to keep from falling. I don't believe that, she cried as soon as she could speak. I will find Mr. Bug himself and learn the truth from him. Mrs. Ladybug was determined to know the truth about Mr. P. Bug, the newcomer. And as soon as she had fully recovered from that sudden blow that Peppery Polly Bumblebee dealt her, she set out for Farmer Green's garden and the potato patch. For some time, Mrs. Ladybug flew back and forth above the potato vines. It was not an easy matter to find so small a person as Mr. Bug in such a big field. But she discovered him at last, and she was somewhat surprised to see him still in his elegant yellow coat with the black stripes. For Mrs. Ladybug had expected him to be hard at work in overalls. To be sure, Mr. Peabug did appear to be busy about something or other. He was so busy that he scarcely so much as glanced at Mrs. Ladybug when she spoke to him, mumbling good morning in answer to her greeting, but not taking the trouble to take off his cap. He's at work anyhow, thought Mrs. Ladybug. He's helping Farmer Green. Then she landed on the potato vine where Mr. Bug was clinging. Don't you remember me? she asked. He shook his head. His mouth seemed to be full of something. Mrs. Ladybug wasn't sure what. Don't you recall speaking to me one time? she persisted. After swallowing, he answered, I can't say I do. I'm the person that told you how to get to this potato patch, Mrs. Ladybug explained. When you met me in the orchard on your way from Colorado, you stopped and asked me to direct you to Farmer Green's potato patch. For a moment or two, Mr. Bug seemed puzzled, especially when Mrs. Ladybug mentioned Colorado. But by the time Mrs. Ladybug had finished speaking, he nodded. So I did, he exclaimed. I had forgotten all about that. Though, now that you speak of it, I do remember meeting a very talkative dame dressed in a polka dot. Possibly I spoke to you about my settling in the potato patch for the summer. Uh, no, said Mrs. Ladybug. But I thought I'd find you here. You seemed in a great hurry to reach this place. So I was, said Mr. Peabug, and I'm glad I came. This is the finest potato patch in the whole valley. So I've been told. You must have seen a good many others on your journey from Colorado, Mrs. Ladybug ventured. It's a long way from there to here, I suppose. I suppose it is, Mr. Peabug murmured. He seemed to be a bit impatient, as if he were in a hurry to return to his work and didn't want to talk any longer. I suppose you were weeks on the road, Mrs. Ladybug went on. Are you going back to Colorado after you've finished helping Farmer Green with the potato crop? Colorado, he blurted. I don't know where that place is. I've never been there in all my life. 
Mr. P. Bug's statement amazed Mrs. Ladybug. He said he had never been in Colorado. More than that, he declared he didn't even know where the place was. Now, Peppery Polly Bumblebee had told Mrs. Ladybug that Mr. P. Bug was no stranger in Pleasant Valley. But Mrs. Ladybug had not believed what she said. Even hearing Mr. Bug's own words, Mrs. Ladybug couldn't help doubting them. Can it be true, she asked him, can it be true that you've never been off this farm? Mr. Bug quite plainly wished that she would go away and stop bothering him. It can be and it is true, he replied carelessly. At last, Mrs. Ladybug had to believe what she heard. Then you're a fraud, she cried. You're a cheat. For I read on your carpet bag when we met in the orchard, P. Bug, Colorado. Oh, said Mr. Bug with a smile. Oh, so that's where you got your odd notion. I wondered how you happened to make such a mistake. A perfectly natural mistake, I'm sure, Mrs. Ladybug exclaimed indignantly. Well, I dare say it is, he admitted, but you see, that's not my carpet bag. At least, I didn't get it new. It belonged to my great-great-great-grandfather. Indeed, I'm not sure he wasn't even still greater than that. He lived in Colorado once, so I've been told but I was born and raised on this farm. If all this is true, said Mrs. Ladybug, what were you doing with the carpet bag? And why did you ask me the way to the potato patch? I'm in a hurry to get to work, Mr. Bug remarked. I'll answer just this once. When we met in the orchard, I had been away on a little vacation. And Farmer Green's potato patch, so I learned, had been moved since last year. Dear me, Mrs. Ladybug wailed, people will laugh at me for having made such a serious mistake. But Mr. P. Bug didn't say anything about that. Goodbye, he grunted, and he crawled under a leaf out of sight. For once in her life, Mrs. Ladybug wasn't eager to talk to her neighbors. On the contrary, she seemed to avoid them. But Peppery Polly Bumblebee called on her and asked her if she had seen the handsome stranger, Mr. P. Bug. Yes, said Mrs. Ladybug, I've talked with him, and it's true that he has always lived here. There was a slight mistake about his carpet bag. It belonged to one of his ancestors, and since it bears his ancestor's name and address, naturally I thought they both belonged to this Mr. Bug. Peppery Polly laughed. If you don't believe what I tell you, you can ask him yourself, Mrs. Ladybug snapped. He's at work over there in the potato patch helping Farmer Green. Peppery Polly laughed again, more unpleasantly than ever. 
helping Farmer Green, she exclaimed. He's eating the leaves off the vines as fast as he can. I know that gentleman. He's Mr. Potato Bug, and he is one of the greatest pests on the farm. Chirpy Cricket was looking for Mrs. Ladybug. He had news for her. Now, it wasn't often that anybody could tell Mrs. Ladybug anything. Usually, she was the one who told other people bits of gossip. So Chirpy Cricket was especially eager to find her and make known to her what he had learned. It was about Mrs. Ladybug's cousin. At least, there was a person living in the vegetable garden who claimed to be a cousin of Mrs. Ladybug's. Chirpy found Mrs. Ladybug in the orchard, but strange to say, she didn't seem at all interested in his news. I dare say I have a cousin in the garden, she told him. Ours is a big family. I have more cousins than I could ever count. They're as plentiful as the leaves on the trees. I can't stop my work to go and see this one. If I called on all my cousins, I'd never have time to help Farmer Green. Chirpy Cricket looked disappointed. He had expected Mrs. Ladybug to show great interest in what he told her. She certainly always thought the others should pay strict attention when she related the happenings about the farm. And she always wanted them to act surprised and pleased, too. Aren't you going to the garden? Chirpy Cricket demanded. Don't you intend to be polite to your cousin? Hmm, said Mrs. Ladybug. She can't be any busier than I am. Why doesn't she come to the orchard to call on me? She can't do that, he explained. Your cousin said it wouldn't be etiquette. She says you've lived on the farm longer than she has. Rubbish, Mrs. Ladybug scolded. I'm a plain working person. There's too much to do during the summer for me to bother with such nonsense. Chirpy Cricket found her rather discouraging. Still, he hadn't given up hope of making Mrs. Ladybug change her mind. I fear you're making a mistake, he remarked. You ought to see this cousin. She's different from any of your family that I have ever met before. How is she different? Mrs. Ladybug demanded, pausing in her pursuit of insects on the leaves of the apple tree. At last, she began to show some signs of interest. I don't know, Chirpy Cricket replied. I can't say. Maybe it's her clothes that make her look strange. Mrs. Ladybug then started to ask him questions, which was the best proof that her curiosity had been aroused. What sort of gown was my cousin wearing? She inquired. Was it red polka dot like mine? I don't remember, he answered. What colors did she have on? Didn't notice, said Chirpy Cricket. Mrs. Ladybug gave him a look of disgust. Well, if that isn't just like a man, she spluttered. Men never can tell how a lady's dressed. If I want to learn anything more about this cousin of mine, I suppose I'll have to go and see her with my own eyes. And so... That afternoon, 
she went to the vegetable garden. Good night. Thank you.